This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. MBS plus a guest just BSing about a guest's favorite thing Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Stephanie Anderson, and she talks to me about her love of an interest in group dynamics. Makes a ton of sense based on Stephanie's background, including work at a children's hospital, doing leading kind of therapy groups, and training uh, employees and uh, patients in some improv exercises that she found herself getting involved in as kind of a a relaxation, you know, tactic and uh, (laughs) survival uh, technique when she was living in D.C. That's what got her into improv is this really, you know, a high-stress environment, as anyone can imagine, I think. And it's really incredible to me that she was able to kind of incorporate that into her work there and has since moved on to Chicago and is a teacher here of improv and a wonderful improv performer. And uh, if you're interested in taking an improv class, never um, checked one out, you should look into the courses that she teaches at the Second City. She's also done some work with their wellness programs at Second City, teaching uh, improv to assist with anxiety to adults and teens and youths. So she just has this wide breadth of experience working with a lot of different groups of people and it I could have talked to her for even longer and in the interest of full disclosure uh, I did Uh, a few months ago Stephanie and I sat down to have this conversation it was amazing wonderful it was I want to say went on a little longer than this one did just because I was so enraptured by everything she had to speak to, and then my computer got stolen, and I did not back up that conversation, and I completely lost it, and I was really upset by that, because it was such a good conversation, so I had to get her back in, and I'm so gracious that she gave me her time on more than one occasion to do this with me, because I think she's really fascinating and intuitive uh, person, and it was so you know, (laughs) therapeutic in its own way to kind of talk through what groups of people can be like and how certain types can emerge and how the dynamics of the group can influence the actions of the people and vice versa. Man, it's just really, really cool stuff. And I I hope you get a lot out of this. And um, I apologize again for losing that first wonderful conversation and hope that this second wonderful conversation uh, makes up for it. You can see Steph performing with her IO Herald team, Cecilia, past guests of MBSing Meredith Stepien and Liz Sate are also members of that team. So that's a, a fun full circle thing for me and regular listeners, I suppose, if you'd like to see another improv show that I am often featured in, you can come to the Annoyance Theater Thursday nights at 9.30. It's called The Fishbowl. My team, Sight Unseen, hosts and closes the show, but 
improv students are welcome to come and put their IDs into our fishbowl and get the opportunity to play with people the likes of Stephanie herself, teachers, directors, regular performers around the city who maybe have some more experience, and it creates a wonderful group dynamic all on its own. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Steph for sitting down with me multiple times to have a conversation about group dynamics. I would imagine a peanut allergy to be a food allergy, but in some cases it's airborne, you know? Right. right? So I, like, I agree. Why couldn't it be like, you know, like curry sauce or like, <laughs> you know, for me when I was younger, like shrimp, shrimp cocktail sauce. Uh-huh. I had an allergy to that. <laughs> I don't anymore. <laughs> Thankfully, because I like to live the high life. (laughs) I was going to say, now you're just slurping down shrimp cocktail. That's exactly (laughs) That's the only way to eat it. I like to live the high life. Why is that considered such like fancy food? I think seafood in general, when it's something you have to use your hands for, is like that. Lobster or crab. Sure. You know, like a, a like a fish sticks. No, but <laughs> <laughs> like that's Good the exception point. of the rule. But uh, if you could see the what the what it looked like <laughs> in the raw, like in the it's wild, it's gonna be expensive. <laughs> Yeah. Oysters. Yeah. Clams. You better be fancy with pearls on while you eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that really makes you laugh. What did your weekend look like since we're recording early on a Monday? My weekend was uh, quite fun. I had a couple of shows, and I uh, just closed a solo show that I had written and performed. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks. It was a really, it was exactly what I had hoped it to be. Awesome. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it didn't go off the rails like I know. (laughs) (laughs) I really had my fingers crossed that it would be a disaster. Um, no, it was really, it was just so fun. It was like, uh, it was the, uh, the type of like that you, you end up seeing a lot of solo shows and being inspired by many. And a a lot of them may start to look similar because they have a similar gain or goal in mind rather. So like, um, I was like, I don't want to do, and I have participated in like character showcases where you're just like, Boom, 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 character, sure. character. Yes. Or this like, is an yeah. Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. But if it was Sharon Stone, you know. <laughs> that should be a whole show. Just, like <laughs> just but, celebrity but Uber it, <laughs> Sharon yes. Stone as a. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I saw her on um, on uh, Law & Order SVU yesterday. Recently? Yeah. Wow. She's in the site, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have my finger on the pulse. <laughs> you sure do. Um, that's very odd. Because <laughs> I haven't watched SVU for a while. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was, you know, it has to have been probably a landmark occasion that she was on it, too. This is relatively... It's not like, you know, they right. probably ran the promos with her in it. Oh, It's sure, not like sure. she was just like a no-name yeah. secondary <laughs> role. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We got Sharon. <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, that's really exciting. Congratulations yeah, on uh, a successful run. Thanks. It was uh, it was a short run, but uh, you know, I, I uh, that's the speed for me. Yeah, <laughs> the shortest runs. Yeah. Um, but it was really great. It was uh, it was like you know stories, a few characters, but like mostly about 
it was it was more about how the audience like we were, was responding to and you know which uh-huh. kind of goes into the topic, that's literally right? what i was gonna say yeah um it's uh because i it was a lot of it, it was called reframe um and it was about the way like stories of my life and moments of my life have caused me to to define myself in one way or what work i've done to like reframe the the way that i see the world sure and in it there's like a lot of interactive pieces so like on one part of it we like I make art with the audience so like we worked on a canvas and like you know I had asked I like yeah it was really it was really cool last night um I had asked the audience of because I had talked about my own perfectionism okay and um and how like that held me back from really creating art that I thought was like my style I was I was like really like great at coloring and I was you know good at like getting approval for safe art sure. you know yeah maybe um, participating in something that you're not necessarily contributing your your voice to no, just kind of totally. showing up and doing yeah. what you're what's expected of you oh yeah and and <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah that's it you laughing with yeah, a knowing laugh like, okay that's <laughs> that sounds familiar <laughs> which is why i wrote the show cuz i wanted it to be very much about the mo like that moment of audience and and like me hosting them through kind of a- an opportunity to reframe their own experiences um so yeah i surveyed the group i was like hey you know uh how many of us also feel like we're perfectionists or how many feel like, uh, anybody here an artist anybody here not an artist and those people i was like great will you help me with this nice. piece of art because today we redefine this. <laughs> That's awesome. We're gonna. We can no longer say that you're not good at paint, you know, or whatever. And, yeah. And I, I'd ask the room, you know, like what are some self-limiting like statements we've said about ourselves? And people called it out. And this, uh, this one uh, audience member, she she wrote. She was like, I, I, the only art that I've done is calligraphy. So, I was like, perfect. Will you handwrite the words that people are saying? Cool. And then. Then, like, with the help of a couple other people who also identified as, like, non-artists, yeah. they painted over it, and it was, like, really cool. I'm getting chills. That sounds so cool. <laughs> it was so cool. What a simple, you know, request of people to just make a really specific point. Just, like, look at, <laughs> she makes, I can't do calligraphy. <laughs> I could never do that. Don't say that. Don't don't say that. Don't say. Now I'm gonna ask you. I know. I'm I'm gonna gonna buy a Groupon for you (laughs) to take the class. I'm sure if I taught myself, or if I took some classes, I could eventually. What I mean to say is, it should be recognized as a skill (laughs) by this woman Uh and and in artistry. Yeah. Uh, So it's cool that you kind of drew attention to that. Yeah. It was. It was just so. It was like a mix of those kinds of moments and like. A, a, like a kind of a guided meditation moment That's stuff. Awesome. It was like it was really fun. It was re- so fun. It really dovetails into our conversation, yeah, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> My guest today is Stephanie Anderson, and kind of as she was talking about, she's had this interest in group dynamics for a long time. So, what would you say is the origin for that interest? So I, I studied psychology and philosophy in, uh, in college, and one of the things coming out of that, I realized I really wanted to work with 
you know, like at first I thought I wanted to do child psychology and that led me into a couple like roles where I was working with youth and uh, in education and in like, you know, facilitation. And and that then led me into kind of the mental health field uh, and applying those skills there. So I, I worked in D.C. at a children's hospital and um, on, on an inpatient unit with teenagers and I was there for about six years before moving to Chicago. And while I was in that space, I mean, group dynamics is like so that's like all it is really. You know, it's like it's just like the stages of, of a group development um, over and over. And like that cycle can happen as people leave, yeah. as people come in. And it's and it's, you know, it was an acute facility with uh, patients that remained for anywhere from seven to like 21 days and sometimes more depending upon if they had a safe placement uh, wow. following uh, discharge. So it was a very, it was a very interesting, like, you know, this like reciprocal relationship between the patients that come in and also like the group that is the team that is working that day. There's like so much energy that's being exchanged sure. and read and, it was just like so fascinating and and it I, I mean I had done like educational facilitation beforehand with youth with this uh, leadership conference group uh, in DC and like those that made me like more aware of how to read a room and how to like engage the quieter students and how to like distribute attention and those types of stuff so I thought it was it helped me in like therapeutic group facilitation a much more um and then now like in my every day like I, I, like as a teacher of comedy yeah. you know like i i like all those that's like a summary of learning <laughs> that i like think about like it's just, like quiet in the back of my mind of like okay who who's dropping off or who you know like who needs you know, like a direct feedback thing right now or you know kind of like um, yeah, it's a very cool thing, yeah. you know, and it happens in small and in large groups and like in in everything, you know. It's so interesting to me how maybe even subconsciously attuned you are and have to be to all of these things through all these uh, similar but completely disparate, you know, <laughs> groups of people, but. Also, I can't fathom how much the dynamics of each room would affect the experience. Because with the, with the DC um, kind of like youth, that was like a leadershipy type, like they're probably a little more type A kind oh, of yeah. uh, in general. Yeah, it was all one type of, <laughs> of like, yeah, learner. Yeah, like, okay. I'm, like, right down, like, I'm front and center. We're all, like, <laughs> raising our hands. We're all. Yes, right. And that's so interesting because you think about being in a classroom as a kid and, you know, being able to point out who those kids oh, were. Yeah. But it wasn't. <laughs> I, exactly. I, know, I know them. I, like, I, yeah. I remember those It's like kids. they come into the room with their hand raised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a. 
Uh, I have a little tripod for my hand. It's just gonna stay up the entire time. <laughs> and I've got front row, yeah, front center. And you know, it's funny that I joke, but like, I think it, in some classes I was that kid. I was about to say the same thing. I think on some level I was that kid too. I don't know if I quite came in with my hand raised, but I do think that I was. Looking back, I think I was kind of an asshole to some teachers. Because <laughs> really? I would just like, I, would, I think I would be a little pedantic about stuff. Like, mm, actually, I don't think that's, <laughs> like, I think I would have the gall to, like, correct a teacher. Whoa. And I, wow. uh, I do not, I am not proud of that. No. But I do think it led to, like, a need to still do that in my life. Like, I think that's something I still need to let go of, is, like, small corrections of someone who doesn't need my correction. <laughs> really, that's so funny, because I frame that as, like, wow, you stood up to authority. You know, like, that's sure. a, that is a positive spin to the, that. Sure, know? yep. And I know there were probably, you know, people who who respected it on some level, but I've, I know for a fact, I can think of one teacher I had in middle school who I just did it to too much. Yeah. I know I did, and it probably exasperated him <laughs> so much. And he, w- I think it's just because he was a newer teacher, so he was like still trying to figure stuff out, and he just didn't need this. <laughs> <laughs> this squatty little Couldn't. ginger chick being like, mm, actually... <laughs> That's so funny in a warm up. Actually, that's really funny. I, I it's interesting. I was like, yeah, there's sometimes that I I was like the the person like, oh, I know, I know what's happening. I would never correct anybody. I would just be like, hmm, you didn't know that answer. I'll just right. keep that in mind. You were more like the <laughs> the silent intellectual. Yeah, and I was the one who had to tell everyone that the teacher was wrong. Oh. Uh, do you think there are more of those kind of archetypes? You referred to some of those kids as the learner. Are there <laughs> other like archetypes like that that you can identify in groups? There's like the front and center type of learner of like, hey, I want to be seen because I know a lot and I want you to to you know recognize that I'm smart and like you know I'm I'm looking for approval in some cases. And then there are like, like okay, I'm I'm also looking for your attention, but I'm gonna do it in other ways, you know. Sure. Which may be the way that <laughs> you you know. We'll see. The first thing you described sounded like me, especially <laughs> as a kid. So I don't know. I think there are some. I think I have been able to, as an adult, kind of hone it into instead of like I feel like even maybe when I found when I got the the job that I'm in now. Um, I think I was able to, I was able to impress my boss because I asked good questions nice. as opposed to you know poking holes in what had been yeah. presented um more framing it as like well that why is this you know the industry standard or whatever it was if we all know this as a reality and he was like that's a really good point it's kind of outdated like we it shouldn't yeah. be the industry standard anymore so I think I've since been able to maybe transform oh, yeah. into that second type of person. Oh no, it's a great. I like that. That I mean, that all makes sense because look at you doing this podcast <laughs> where you have to ask very pointed questions. Like sure. how <laughs> how appropriate you're using your skills to the sure. best ability. Yeah, I think there may even be a little bit of uh, 
you know, hand in handedness to that, that I've been doing this long enough that it's like honed my capability to instead of just attack information to like <laughs> glean it and try to respond to it. If you want to attack any of the questions, <laughs> like with gonna, me with questions, I'm like shut it down. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm prepared to Google anything I need. To. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think like in any group there's, and you know, obviously group, group there, like a uh, theorist or like, you know, dynamics instructor have like particular names, like, you know, there's there's somebody that's always trying to stir the pot. There's you know, there's the, the to just like get things mixed up a little bit and uh, or like be an outlier to try to just see what the group does with yeah. that. Um, like quick conformist, you know, like uh, the those formal formal names like escape me right now. But it's this idea of like all these different types of individuals who are. Like, also, they act differently in other groups. So when you come into a new group, everybody kind of resettles. Some people have regular tendencies toward, like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, early conformer, and I'll just, like, go with the flow. And other people will be like, I need to dissent on every part of this (laughs) until I feel like I'm heard or whatever. I feel safe. You know, it's essentially, like, everybody is, is like, trying to create their own safety in it. So, like... uh, so like that's well, that's one of the reasons I really like enjoy like teaching teaching like a workshop or a class that is with a whole lot of new people that have never met. It's like you get to see that development at, at such a raw stage. Sure. The only thing that's in common is that they agreed to, <laughs> to like meet on this day and time. Right. You know. Right. And in some cases, you know, like and and also that they like. You know, there's other things that are in common, but essentially, like, they find that, you know, and it's um, and, and it's really fun to, like, watch during the storming phase of, a, of a group development where there's, like, conflict or, like, people kind of rubbing up against each other to try to find their own security in it. Um, that, like, those are where fear-based responses come out a lot. Sure. Um so it's fun to like, re- like, kind of diagnose that and like, <laughs> you, you watch someone cross the threshold and slowly lift their hand up because <laughs> yeah. that's their defense mechanism. It's just coming in with a raised hand. I'm sure. So is that storming process? Is that kind of each time a new group forms? Uh, and I'm sure it's you know longer and shorter for each group. Uh, you're just watching people kind of settle into what their what the general dynamic may be for that group. Yeah, and and uh, you know, like an eight week class isn't really going to, you know, what when like that's just the beginning, right? Sure. So like, and this the group can like roll through a couple versions of this if new people are entered or like a new teacher, you sure. know. So like that that somehow changes things a little bit too, but like. You know, so like this, these stages of like form forming, and everybody's really polite, and like I'm so nice, and like every everybody likes me, right? And then there's like then the storming happens where everybody's kind of f- trying to figure out themselves a little, right? And maybe it's odd because that might be when people are starting to get a little more comfortable in general, right? And yeah. so that's why the conflict starts a little more. It's because people are feeling. Yeah. Feeling a little emboldened. <laughs> right, exactly. That's interesting. 
Yeah. No, yeah, and then norming and performing. Those it's like so it's so interesting cuz when I so when I worked in the hospital, I used to around that time that I had started that job, which was like very challenging for me. Was, I can't imagine. Um, you probably could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really, it was like, because I had wanted to work with youth that were actually in need. So it was like, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to do this and this is going to be so great. But it was like truly like the most challenging job that I could have <laughs> taken, you know? This is like uh, uh, patients admitted from like, from a, a wide range of, uh, and like a listener would probably be like, okay, Steph, <laughs> like sure. I have the hardest job. <laughs> yeah. In which case, I'd love a comment on this. <laughs> Talk yeah. to me about what. Write in whatever you think would be more difficult than like <laughs> an inpatient facility for teenagers. Um, <laughs> that'll be just great. <laughs> yeah, we'll compare notes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The uh, but like one of the th- the. The things that I like learned really quickly was that I, I like I would I didn't feel equipped or comfortable in my own communication style, and that was the thing that I felt like so I was like I'm so ineffective here, you know, like mm. patients you know, from a range of diagnoses would on any given day there might be, you know, a suicide attempt or some like a a patient like throws a computer or staff is threatened or we have to like have a takedown or you know and and there was obviously like moments where there would be a high acuity or lower and it was just so interesting because you know longer like staff that had been there for much longer were like they had their own like groove and uh, I was getting coached on like Steph you need to be more authoritative in your in your way of speaking you need to just be more and then other staff were like they're just kids Steph. you don't need to get so hard on them oh <laughs> you my know God, so like, that's so hard and like on any shift i was like trying one or the other and i was like these are my two choices and none of them felt right to me yeah. you know and you yeah you felt like you were putting something on either right. way and i have kids see right through that of you know course. and a teenager is not gonna let you go with <laughs> No, either way, like if you're being so soft and they can tell that it's just because you're like scared and putting on this Mm -hmm. softness, yeah, Yeah. you're going to get completely skewered. And then, yeah, yeah, the the same I think is true if you're coming at them super hard. It's like, no, you don't mean this. I own you. And it was like, yeah, so it was very, it was interesting. And I think. So around that that first year, which every day I literally wanted to, um, I wanted to quit every day. I read in a magazine article that like in order to increase your happiness level, you should smile more, <laughs> right? Oh my! God. It was probably <laughs> written in a man's magazine for sure, women. Sure, right, right. <laughs> Men's health, the for women section. Uh, you know what I'm saying, girls? <laughs> you need to be smiling more. Um, but, uh, but no, I, it was like, I think it was like in a psychology today or something. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm willing to try this. Sure. <laughs> so like on my drive into work, I, there was this, there's this one, like going across the bridge from, uh, Virginia, Arlington, Virginia, where I was living into the city. 
there's like this gorgeous view of like the monument Washington monument and you can like you're crossing the Potomac and you're and like I was like this is gonna be my smile spot I'm going to smile every time I pass this like and and like even though I'm like nervous or I'm worried about this shift or I have to be here for 12 hours I'm gonna just like smile every day yeah and I and I did that like very thoughtfully every (laughs) single day like even up until the day I I like wasn't working there anymore like my last shift I was I like laughing to myself uh, like driving across because it was kind of just to psych myself up yeah of course into it yeah to the day um and like and I was like I really need an outlet so that's when I started doing improv I I had needed like something for me that was not taking home the the mental anguish or the histories that were just so in many cases very tragic or difficult and and we'd be like you know man no wonder (laughs) things are pretty rough right now for you uh so so it's like at some point i'm sure you just had to be like this all makes sense yeah i'm so sorry yeah we're gonna figure this out you know like or do the best we fucking can right and that's really all that's all you're kind of doing because you you know in that in that like acute state you're you're just kind of stabilizing so then they can get outpatient treatment you know sure because i'm sure that's for a lot of those people it was some kind of breaking point you know some some kind of uh past the point of being manageable without that or they wouldn't be there at all yeah yeah so it was it was a it was like you know this improv class was like uh, you know my attempt at like having more fun and then it like kind of caught on and I was like man I feel really empowered and like I I feel really like confident in being in this moment and what else will like can this you know affect and in an event it like it, it kind of taught me my voice a little bit, you know, in, in a really great way because I wasn't these extremes of authoritative or, like, to, like a doormat, you know. It was, like, which are really great ways of <laughs> describing like, communication no, styles that, uh, that if done well and it, co- it comes from your voice, then that's your effectiveness, right? But I wasn't either, and I didn't identify as either. And I think it makes sense to talk about those two things in those terms if those – are not true to yourself you yeah. know if if you're trying to be this person who's <laughs> just putting right. up and shutting up then yeah you're gonna feel like a doormat a lot you know yeah that's true so yeah those things can work if you really mean them yeah <laughs> and there's sincerity behind them <laughs> if you're authoritative and you mean it it shows right like you can scare the shit out of some <laughs> kids i'm sure <laughs> Yeah, and I'm sure people were effective. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. I was gonna say I'm sure you saw some people that were like that, and it probably worked better for some kids than others. Oh, totally. As I'm sure any differing uh, techniques would. Right. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I like. I I found a really nice nice settled place in the center where like I because I didn't I, I wasn't taking myself so seriously. I was able to like laugh and have a sense of humor about it, and then. That like I brought that to like what the the groups that I facilitated or yeah. like the moments on the unit and like so me like when I'd have to address something it was it was like very direct but also with like a little bit of like a come on you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah okay we get it this like 
you know, the like, and when it's serious, I, I you know, it'll, you can it'll turn more, it on. yeah, more of a, uh, like a, you know, a harder tone. But like, in general, it's more like, okay, we're humans and we're all in this space together. Like, you know, like we're, we are also allowed to laugh at how ridiculous and restrictive there are moments of this. And we understand why there's particular rules or like when, you know, like there, yeah, there were so several moments of like, just, I mean, nonsense, hilarious things that might happen, you know, <laughs> and many of my colleagues who I, I keep in touch with, uh, are always like, do you remember that time that, <laughs> that that patient said that you had small, like no mouth? Do you remember that? And I'm like, I do remember how I walked right into their room and I closed my mouth as tight as I could. I said, I heard you're looking for me. <laughs> you know? Because I'm like, I'm, it's fine. Yeah, Every- it's so funny. <laughs> he couldn't remember my name, but he That's knew so that I was the one funny. with the small lips. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Sahib. But also such a power move to turn it around on him. He was so... He was so... Scared. I'm sure he was mortified. Yeah. You don't expect that kind of thing to like get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, but like also I was like, you know, it's fine. Right. <laughs> like, sure. You weren't like, going to, especially yeah. in that environment, right. you weren't going to sit there and go like, I can never work with this patient again. Like you wouldn't be there if you were that kind of person. Yeah. You're going to have to roll with some punches. <laughs> Because I'm sure there were punches that were much bigger <laughs> real, than that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, real impact. That that's a really good point too. <laughs> yeah, you could at any time be physically <laughs> right. threatened. So someone saying like, "Yeah, you know, the, the one with the small mouth <laughs> was just never gonna be that bad." Yeah, it's so interesting. Like moments like that that you're that you're like. Okay, I couldn't I couldn't examine myself right now and I could be like, Oh god, I do have very small lips. Like <laughs> what have I been wasting lipstick on? You know, like yeah, like and, and if you're not if you're not in this like uh, a state of comfort with yourself, then it's easy to be to like take any opinion as truth or sure. like any statement as some reflection on you not being good enough or like yes and which is so ridiculous because you can spend so much time listening to other people's opinions and you lose yourself in the in the process and and i and like so like that that's a that example of like just being like okay let's play with this you know like that's kind of a philosophy that i try to have in general you know like constructive criticism can be helpful but also like everybody's opinion is not equal (laughs) you know like it's it's also like check your sources you know (laughs) like is this person a model of who i want to be or do i do i care about their opinion and if if so good recognize (laughs) if not move on (laughs) man that's so valuable and it also has to be so valuable to be able to bring that mentality into those groups that you're kind of trying to manage. Oh yeah. If you're just exuding like, hey, this I'm not gonna, you know, let every little thing uh stick to me. So maybe we all just go through this with right. a little bit of a you know, not laissez faire, but just 
relaxed state. Yeah. But yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. I think, like, and that's the difference between, you know, like, when I learned the differences or, like, kind of, like, what facilitation is different than kind of teaching or lecturing, right? That you're kind of the guide to getting the group to work on its own. And you – and it's not centered around you, you know? It's sure. like you take focus sometimes, but also you're giving it back to the group so it can sustain itself. And so the, I think, like, modeling, like, what the the relaxed whatever, you know, like, we're here, you know, we're, we're flawed, we don't care, <laughs> you know? Like, sure. also, who's checking <laughs> for accuracy right here, you right. know? Right, yeah. Um, I would be if I were <laughs> Of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> oh man, what other? What else were you like as a as a student? Um, I was very much a you know. I think that reads from what I'm saying, but I was a perfectionist in the sense that even if I got like a 96 or something on a on a project, I was just like, ah, could have been a hundred. I was yeah. very much like. I can't believe I missed that one thing. You know, I would probably dwell more on that than I would on whatever my, you know, successes were. Uh, were, it, were your parents very, like, um, oh. Like, strict? Or, or, like, also identified with opportunities for improvement in that way? Or, um, I think, um, I do think my mom has a similar sense of, um, not perfectionism probably isn't the right word, but like attention to detail. Mm. I think we're both very detail oriented people. So it's harder for us to let those things go. Yeah. So I think that's probably more where it comes from than anything. That's probably, you know, the least negative way to look at it is that the, yeah, general attention to detail is, can be detrimental to the overall project um kind of like what you were saying in terms of being a perfectionist holding you back from really finding your voice i think i've kind of always struggled with a little bit of that myself not really totally. being able to say the see the forest for the trees oh yeah I, yeah I'm, i was the same way and in many ways i kind of fight that you know like sure me too try to change my lens <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah man i Literally just yesterday, I was having yeah. a conversation with my partner because I've been kind of doing a lot of the detail work on our wedding planning stuff, and he's just he was like, "Thank you so much. I don't think I would be able to do this stuff without you." And I was like, "I wouldn't have been able to do all those big picture things and decisions and tasks." So it we've found a good balance between us, but it doesn't mean that there aren't times when that detail oriented stuff is getting me way lost in the weeds and he's like what the fuck are you doing yeah. and like vice versa sure. where i'm like can't you how see this? <laughs> yeah can't you this is a problem yeah. yeah 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 man that's so that's really cool i i mean you've because this thing that can limit anybody right this mm -hmm. this like whatever the tendency that we have sure if you're if you're like beholden to it and it and it corners you into like you're limiting, like limiting you in any way, then it's not helpful. And then when you can like access it as like a source of strength or power or like this is my, you know, yeah, this is what I bring to the table. 
it changes. It it change like it walks you out of that corner and you're like in a full room of like accessing things, you know? For sure. And it, it happens with like like sketch comedy a lot that I've been a part of. It's a lot easier for me to like pick apart a script that already exists than it is to, uh, you know, create something from scratch. And that's definitely still a for better or worse kind of thing. Yeah. Because I love, you know, punching up scripts, but I'm not great at just sitting down and getting the thing on the page. Yeah. um, Well, and we need every, we need each skill, you know? Right, I was going to say, you know, from my perspective, and it's a biased one, I think most groups work the best with some mix of those people. Oh, yeah. I'd agree. I was going to say, if I feel like you have, like, wild amounts on that kind, <laughs> wild amounts of experience with that kind of, you know, dynamic and uh, totally uh, seeing what works the best. Well, and, and I think what, what, why that works well is when people, is it's best when people are not apologizing for what they can do and also willing to expand, right? So, like... Cool that mix of like okay this is what i this is what the outside world has taught me i'm good at and this is what i'm i'm starting with this is the strength i know sure and like we we can use that to our advantage as a group uh that's that's awesome and then then the other level is like great how what other ways can i you know try out not another thing or like stretch in some way sure um and uh, some like individuals that are willing to do both and you know and, and like i said not apologize for like oh i should be like this you know sure um, yeah i know we're talking in like this very it feels like a very vague cloud yeah. <laughs> you know like this like overarching I, but I, I mean, truly, I see like I see like the way groups are working. I mean, you can you can witness, you can witness teenagers at a mall and like watch some of that. You can be you know like just I'm sure a little you find yourself doing little <laughs> things like that. Yeah, people are like, I like I like I enjoy people watching, you know. And I'm like, I enjoy watching groups. I'm I'm not a huge fan of like being in like. I don't like crowds. Uh-huh. I, I prefer to just be like just outside the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, to just like watch, you know, the way people behave in them. That tracks so much. It seems to be one of your, you know, strengths. <laughs> in in uh, terms of, you know, if you're this interested in this, tune into what a group dynamic can look like. In the same way that you know, I like to fancy myself a, a detail oriented person. I don't think everyone has that ability at all to you know take in a dynamic and go like okay what could this you kind of touched on this earlier and I think this will help kind of bring it more into a concrete example as opposed to these kind of like ethereal ones if you're in whether it's that you know teen uh acute inpatient type group work where it's okay this person hasn't said a word I need to bring something out of them or an improv class where there's one person who won't shut the hell up Uh how do you go about you know finessing the dynamics of situations like that um I think like the first thing is to to like recognize that 
that like <laughs> and I I believe this so fully that uh that like if you uh if you come at a place of judgment it it will not get fixed it will get worse and you will lose the group you know so like there so so if everyone just like judged less and just like understood more there would be more compassion in the room to recognize that whatever those those behaviors are which are which are often considered like problem behaviors okay. in a group or in a classroom or whatever if you recognize them as often um fear responses you know sure. it's like people defaulting to what they felt feel more most comfortable or what they need to feel safe in the space if we understand that the most behavior is that is just like trying to figure out where how i how i can feel comfortable in this moment and even if it looks to other people as like well that's uh, that certainly isn't the move i would make right you know but if you recognize that then you can coach anyone like then then you can bring in the you know you can respect a, a person's need to to feel heard in a classroom you can also respect the person who gets really quiet and just needs some time to like sponge things in right so the like having allowances for people to just be themselves and be comfortable there allows them to step into like what the group is doing so like cool. as long as i and and like you know it's just like oh it sounds like a simple thing but like it's so easy for my own biases everyone's own bias to come up in the moment of like having somebody you know challenging or whatever like yeah. what like pick any any choice that's challenging in a classroom and you're like oh Okay. Of course. <laughs> this person, like yeah. that, and as soon as that comes up, that is your that is like the wall How you you're create. Always for gonna feel about that person. Yeah, it's and it's not and it's not fair and it's not your role to like change anybody. You know, like right. your role is to cheer them on to being their best self. You know, yeah. like whatever that is. You know, you could be doing like a yeah. You know, I don't know some technical thing, <laughs> and and it's like. Yeah, I think allowing people to just be who they are and recognizing that they're not being judged for whatever their their fear initial move is. Right. And then to to like let them know that you know that they're capable of more. And then once they recognize that for themselves, they're much more like willing to take leaps. That's so that's such an intuitive way to talk about it cuz you know if you just completely shut down that person who you know won't shut up on the first day then maybe they never talk again maybe they never contribute again yeah. and it's not necessarily more useful to you right <laughs> to just just because that person's fear response was to you know uh, be more talkative it doesn't necessarily mean they're wrong for yeah. wanting to contribute and everything. Right. It's, it's, um, it, you know, I think like working, it, working in an inpatient facility, you, you get to learn a little bit more about, well, why are these behaviors? Cause usually when you meet somebody or when you interact with people, you are meeting them after 
a long list of moments in their lives had had gotten them to this type of response, right? Sure. Whether it be inappropriate or outlandish or ridiculous or you know whatever whatever that completely shut down right so so recognizing like there is a history before this moment then you can't judge the person on that behavior in the moment right because you're all you're recognizing like this is how, this is survival mechanisms that they've accom- like accumulated over time and this is what they're employing right now so if um if you if you recognize that then you can address like okay this is a habit that i see what like is it helpful you know are are, are you getting what you hoped out of it right. and and you know like i and i say this when i do when when i like uh when i travel and do like teacher workshops for improv there's like this idea of like oh there's a lot of problem behaviors that students exhibit you know there's like you know here we go this you know this this person who's always trying to be a creep or this person who's like you know like goes to crazy town in a scene or like whatever that is and and like the first step is okay recognize that this is like a response to them trying to to want it they want to be seen as funny or interesting or like worthy of people's attention and this is like (laughs) probably accumulation of like other environments that have taught them that this works so like certainly there are like individuals who are not are not good well suited for this environment right for whatever number of reasons of like an improv class or like whatever kind of class right so but if we just assume like everybody's everybody's cool cool and they're just trying to like do what they can to feel comfortable and they are also like in pursuit of other people's, you know, like affir- affirmations, you know, right. then and and positivity and whatever. And and even when they look like they're over it, yeah. they are still even more desperate, like for people to recognize that they are cool <laughs> and right. that they, you know. So like just recognizing that allows you to like you, me, the whole you, right? Which is me in those rooms of like I'm not going to get bristled by these. I'm going to just recognize them and then I'll call it out and then we'll we'll talk about how this doesn't help in this form, you know? Cool. And then I'll I'll say I can see more for you. <laughs> like, you know, I can recognize that you're more you're a better actor than this. Wow. And then like let's move into it, you know? Yeah, that seems so useful to just to honestly call attention to something that and and not try to mince words and go like, So there was some weird Z's in that <laughs> scene, you know? How do you feel like you would do you feel like you would be that direct about it? Like this choice was weird let's talk about it let's unpack it kind of yeah thing. i think like it's uh i think yeah just and oh okay <laughs> cool hey everyone how do we feel in that everybody agrees Ugh. right <laughs> great we're on on the same page how did you feel about that right Ugh. you probably also did too and so let's you know talk about you know if we're like this you know the phrase of like assuming everybody's well-intended when they walk in you know just like if i could just make that assumption then i will i'll also say stuff like 
oh great you know this you you see how this is feels icky yeah. and you, you see like that probably wasn't your intention at all That's yeah i'm really just gonna smart. like lay that on you so yeah. you have a blanket to cover for for right now while you examine why those those behaviors came out that's right? so smart as opposed to being like that was fucked up oh, and you shouldn't have done it like, yeah now go sit down two more up <laughs> yeah where's that gonna get you right i think it's 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 just it, it's it's a challenging thing to do right to like just make things up on the spot and like of course hope it's gonna get you you know it's easy to forget that that is not an easy thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think, After a know, while, yeah, you coming, forget about it. Exactly. Coming, you know, to it as people who've done it for many years, I think it's, I think watching students is a good way to remind yourself, like, oh, yeah, this is, and this sounds so fucking cocky, so forgive no, me. No, don't. But, it, but just with anything, driving, anything that you do with regularity, uh, you know, m- cooking eggs, whatever it is, gets easier <laughs> as you do it and you forget that it was hard when you started. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's a really good thing to keep in mind as a teacher yeah. in those environments. And even with, you know, even beyond improv, even when you're talking about like, you are saying that those uh, teens who are coming through the inpatient facility would come and go over the course of like a week or, or or two or three and that seems so easy to kind of forget that each time someone who comes in who's new has never been in that environment before is completely scared out of their mind most likely and mm-hmm. you just have to like reset to their level every single time yeah yeah, it 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 taught me a few things. So like this idea of like being able to reset, like that last interaction is not on this person, right? right. So like you you need to like reboot <laughs> quick yeah. so that the next moment is not just like you m- making this like contagion <laughs> of like frustration or agitation on a unit cuz you're carrying it yourself, you know, sure. cuz you had a difficult moment. Um, and also allowing that reset to happen shift to shift, right? So like sure. we not like we heard what you did yesterday. <laughs> You're going to be, you know, just look out. This isn't happening for the rest of the week, you right. know, because that just ignites somebody that's like, uh, what? <laughs> okay. I couldn't even like have a redo. Yeah. You know? I, In a moment of crisis, you know. Right. I was going to mention that earlier that I'm sure – and I'm honestly sure this applies to a lot of uh, comedy students as well. But I'm sure so many of those teens are just kind of like raw nerves, just yeah. kind of like responding to everything that's like happening around them, just yeah. feeling everything. And you have to be so aware of that. Yeah. And th- I mean, they're in this developmental stage of like trying to gain their own independence and they're rubbing up against that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, like there's a hormonal change. There's like all these things that are happening all at one time and they're, you know, very clued into what their what their peers will think about their absence from school and then how am I going to reacclimate and what am I going to tell people and you know, there's just like so many layers of the str- the stressors that are involved yeah. that like there has to be um 
yeah, this allowance for like, okay, you are not a sum of your action right then. You are more than that. And like you also get a chance to so like in a classroom of improvisers, you know, and somebody makes some move, you know, that you're that you can allow them to recover from it. And 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 you've taught the room that like, okay, this is this isn't cool. And this is why. And I don't want I don't want people to not play with you because of this move, you know. So like if this is something you enjoy, then these are the rules that we go by. And, you know, also like you're you're better than that. So let's let's do something else you know yeah um yeah that's another vague way of explaining the way it's interacting but uh yeah i think that's a really i I find that to be very helpful and interesting even when like you interact with friends or like people uh, you know in any in a job you could be like oh this person really rubs me you know sure uh Sometimes that is so easy to um, rally around. You know, if there's someone who, I know speaking from my own professional experience, at the end of the day, because we uh, teach professionals, and at the end of the day, you know, when all when our customers leave, if my boss and I or my coworker and I can go like, oof, this guy's a handful, huh? Then it's like, yes, thank you. Oh, I've been thinking that all day. What a handful. Then it feels a little bit more like you're not on an island. And I think that's another for better or worse thing. Because sometimes I think it just kind of exacerbates like everything he does. Uh, You go like, oh, well, everyone's thinking how annoying (laughs) this is. (laughs) Yeah, It's not just me. Everyone knows. Right. Yeah. And And knowing like that annoying person or that handful is like also they they probably get that they right. probably struggle with that themselves you know right. in the quieter moments yeah. so like do also yeah. give them the most benefit of the doubt right to go back of to just that. like yeah. okay where's what's the source of that why right. is that why is this handful like why is it cause why is it causing stress like what is it about their learning their like feeling comfortable in the in like what I'm teaching them or what whatever that is, you know sure. like and it comes in ma- many styles you know uh yeah wh- like one of the things that you like you mentioned like so when you're teaching multiple different people you probably get this also which on the unit that was like something that another takeaway of mine is like everything is impermanent right so the mix of the collection of people that you might be training one day may be different the next and Certainly on the unit, it was like one person discharged. Uh, now the group is reforming to kind of like get stability and a right. new patient comes in. And so like there's this kind of like constant rolling of change that is always existing. And if you recognize like, okay, that means that the individuals inside of it are also kind of changing to adapt. Sure. Right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you notice that in your class, or do you stick with the same kinds of groups for longer periods of time? Um, there are week long classes, so from week to week, there's definitely it's interesting to me to kind of feel out what the dynamic is, who the people are who are going to be demanding a lot of attention, and who the people are who seem like maybe they're going to need you to ask them more questions as opposed to them being 
open to asking more questions. I think my boss does a good job of establishing an environment where every question is welcome. And I think sometimes people see that and take advantage of it because they're just being a little more uh, selfish, you know, because they're coming to it from like, well, I paid my money, so I'm going to ask as many questions as I want. Yeah. And there are other people who are like, well, I don't want to take up everyone else's oh, time. Right. So I'll wait until all the class is over and I can ask one question at the end. You know, and it's oh, like, yeah. but that person has to also have, get their time. And, and I think those are probably the biggest, you know, dynamic swings that we see are just how much someone is going to be willing to ask whether sometimes that's too much and they're being too demanding of our time and not just letting the training, you know, unfold as it's going to in the same way as like, if there was the first day of a class of yours in the like second city A through E program and someone shot their hand up and was like, Hey, so can you outline the Herald? You know, that (laughs) it's like, she's like, shut up we might get there (laughs) but also you might be in the wrong place you know (laughs) yeah i which i would never say shut up (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't dare uh, but yeah i i um yeah i think it's a i think that's interesting i mean it's very different Uh, the in the the difference of of population that you're educating and on what is it like probably like changes those dynamics entirely, right? You're oh, you're looking for with like working with scientists and intellectuals mm-hmm. who who have like that their bread and butter is proving their own intelligence, yes. right? So like that room dynamic is far dif- different than somebody who's like I want to prove I'm funny. Yes, you know. So like let me show you the ways in which I'm funny. It's so true, and it's so funny you say that because we also will teach whole classes full of legal profes- legal professionals of lawyers. Oh, yeah. And the dynamic couldn't be more different. Yeah. And every once in a while we'll have a technician who doesn't have a scientific background in one of those science classes, and that dynamic of that person interacting typically couldn't be more different, you know, yeah. than the person who has been a scientist all their life, all their schooling, they are that, you know, type A analytical, you mentioned this thing on Tuesday and I'm not going to forget it on Friday. You know, yeah. it's so funny to see that person so clearly. And then, you know, maybe in their same group or right next to them in the row is the person who's like, listen, I'm just trying to figure out how to run this thing. I don't really understand the science behind it. Can you teach me? You know, yeah. and then our challenge kind of has to become teaching all of them. And I guess that's, I wanted to ask a question similar to that about uh, specifically like the like group therapy type aspects of that inpatient facility. Uh, How would you how would you even begin to try to like rein everyone in and address everyone? Well, um, so my role, my role on the unit was uh, as a child psychiatric specialist. So I was part of the nursing staff. And uh, and later on, I took on a, the role of education coordinator. So, my my uh, my role was uh, was as like a therapeutic group facilitator, which is different than group therapy. Okay. So I wasn't um, uh, like a, a practitioner on the floor. I was more like a facilitator of psychoeducational groups. So what we would do is create 
dynamic skill, like coping skills groups where we could allow patients to sample certain types of coping skills and learn more about their diagnosis or wow. their or like how that what the what mechanisms they're employing and how they can like you know tap into other ways of of like helping filter out these these uh feelings or moments that were challenging so the uh the kind of groups that we would design were any like team building type of like games uh there would be like some conversational stuff there might be like like watching some video clips and discussing uh a couple of my favorites that i created were like where we would listen to certain music and um and i would give them lyrics uh and then they would they would just like listen to it and see how it felt so like i'd spread out all the chairs in the room and and like turn the lights down so you'd only see like the window light and so it would just be like a calming opportunity for them to like listen to different types of artists and all with kind of like a me certain message that they like some of them you know then they they would have the paper and the lyrics and then they would be able to like discuss it after and then we would give them time uh in the those groups to like write their own song right so like so like certain songs about like self-reflection or um or youth or like you know going through difficult times or love or heartbreak or whatever and then um and then then I, we would give them time to like write their own lyrics and poetry and then perform them and it was like such a cool thing of like you're not you're not only like a, a recipient of these of the arts you're also a creator of them yeah um, one of the, the larger projects that I did uh, established after doing improv classes for a while was that like recognizing how beneficial improv was for those groups, like for me personally. And then I was like, wow, if I'm feeling more positive about my outlook, what if I were able to play with this in a, a therapeutic group? Sure, of course. I can't imagine how much your brain went to those places, you know, once you kind yeah. of started to use improv as kind of an outlet it, yeah. I can't imagine how much it would go like wait a minute <laughs> yeah like what if what if we instead of sitting down and talking about our feelings first we played a game where we used feelings in yeah. it or we were just silly and playful or like we pass around a sound in motion or whatever and yeah. we can like laugh together because mm -hmm laughter builds rapport very quickly and so if we can feel safe being silly uh then and and support one another and feel what that feels like when it's a low like low risk behavior like it's just like sure. like you know being yeah. goofy yeah accessing those things when they're not based in r reality right. and difficult situations yeah. and kind of being able to and then seeing where like what how that opens up people in a in like when we have to talk about more difficult life experiences that we've had um i thought i it was just like such a cool it was it was so cool i i i really enjoyed that time of like really honing my own voice and really like bring that to the unit all the time and and the idea for these types of groups kind of like a lot of uh, it gained a little bit of attention from uh, the you like other people on the unit and outside the unit and 
uh, I would have like the the attending, you know, a couple of the attendings be like, I'd really like to sit and watch this group. Cool. And I'd be like, great, you can play in it. You right. know, like right. Uh, there would be no observer. It would like any nurse that wants to be in here, you must play. That's awesome. And so it was so great to watch like some of the authoritative, you know, like individuals who would be like on a team working like the 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 patients got a chance to see them as human because they were also nervous or like worried about messing up or like whatever all the the you know like the baggage people bring into improv exactly exercises yeah so it was so it was so cool for them to be able to see the human in them of course and i'm sure it's so much easier to reach the kids at that point, if you can make yourself, uh, you know, also into, I think there's just this huge disconnect between, especially being a teenager and the people who you view as authority, because at least from my perspective, once I got to the, you know, age and relative maturity of those people that I viewed as being in maturity in, uh, yeah. authority i was like wait a minute these were the people that was in charge <laughs> you know <laughs> that's you, me right you, now <laughs> exactly you know like they didn't they were also just trying to figure it out and nervous and yeah. uh that's so cool that you're able to bring that so immediately to that group yeah it was a it was a cool it was a cool thing to do and i like you know and since then i've been kind of like like uh, doing some training with with uh mental health professionals and like how to how to like that have improv training and and some that don't like how can you use some exercises in kind of running a therapeutic group and how can you kind of like warm up the group to that you know cool uh, i'm so glad really you're cool. still interacting uh, with that it's so interesting because i i really like when i first moved to chicago i was like i'm not gonna replicate my life right. i'm gonna just move into comedy and like let that thing go and yeah it's <laughs> that sailed you know yeah but then i like keep seeing it circle <laughs> circle around so you know funny. yeah uh so so i'm like well i uh, you know i do i am passionate about that so like why not find find ways to let like, it keep bridge in. yeah that's so Cool. I'm sure you've kind of seen all of those um, dynamic things that you picked up from that, even if you're not still directly interfacing with, like, m- the mental health side of things. I'm sure even just in comedy classes and groups, you find yourself going, like, okay, like, oh, I think they're norming. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think so this group funny. is finding their speed. It really this feels no. nice. That's so funny. I'm ne- I've never said that, but I have felt it. Right. I've been like... I, I didn't think that was something that you were... And Dear diary. To, yeah, that's exactly the same joke I was going to make. Dearest diary. Uh, July 25th, the group moved into the performing stage. The, the good thing, because they have a show on Saturday. Right, exactly, <laughs> right, right. Oh, so funny. No, I, but I, but you can get a sense of, like, okay, this group is gelling. Like, I've done my work. If after the first, the half of the first class, but when you take a break, that they're already chatty. Yes. You know, like, if they're, they go to their phones and they're, you know, like. Everybody just shuts down. Uh-oh. Like, there's some, like, there's a thing missing that I, right. you know, didn't get them to feel 
connected quite yet. Sure. And, and like just you know, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, this this like seeing warm ups or exercises as like a way to diagnose a group sure is like such a cool and you know, a diagnose being thrown around as many times yeah. as possible on this. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, just getting a chance to be like, okay, this is what I noticed. These are some of the behaviors that I'm noticing. These are the things I'd need to coach. Like, kind of just seeing where the group is at yeah. when you do assessing. Like, assessment yeah there you go yeah yeah exactly probably more probably less yeah uh, right <laughs> layering on <laughs> than, than, than a diagnosis would be uh well i know we could uh continue on this journey for a while because i know there are other specific things that i would want to pull out of you about all of these situations but instead of doing that i'm gonna ask if there's anything you would feel really remiss not to mention as a part of this conversation you know anything that i would have uh that i would feel bad about missing i won't know until like tomorrow or later and it'll be too late Uh, well here's one thing that i do want to go on record and saying uh in this uh this recording um that i that i want to say because i did it last time I uh, I applaud you for doing this super uh, cool thing, uh, and I think like I, I've talked about it to a handful of people, and like people that I don't I wouldn't think that know about it are like, I think I know I think I've been on a, a, like heard a couple of those. They are so interesting. You make it such a cool thing and like certainly not or not not the uh uh things that i wouldn't want you to leave out that i was looking for but man i you know what it would have been on my notes (laughs) and and i think i i also mentioned this last time and uh it would be i would feel remiss not to mention it again especially now that um you have been someone who has uh you know asked me about the project and uh kind of championed it for a while i remember talking to you around when we were finishing up at io and you kind of like asking me about it and thinking that it sounded awesome and i it is awesome i respect (laughs) that so much in you to be able to just go like oh you have that podcast how is that going you know like that sounds so great or whoever was on it recently if you like talked to someone who had done it and I think that um in our first conversation I specifically wanted you know to uh draw attention to the fact that you're someone who like does a really uh lovely job of expressing when you feel like someone is doing something they should be proud of. Yeah. And I even feel like I um, I remember having a conversation with you where we, because uh, you made a, a team out of, the, uh, out of those IO classes and I didn't, and I remember having a conversation with you where you were like, man, I really, I really would have looked forward to playing with you more. And I was like, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, so like that was – Dude, we're still in the city. That, <laughs> that can still happen. Very, very true. But I just, I just want to say that because yeah. I feel like not everyone takes that extra step, and I feel like some of the stuff that we're talking about makes you more attuned to when someone maybe like should hear that thought or or may need to, you know, get that little like 
pep in their step just from like, hey, it sucks that this didn't happen, but you should know that you would have been, you know, more than welcome in this group. <laughs> right. This group that I didn't decide on. Right. <laughs> but of like, course, yeah. but still, it, you know, it, it just, yeah. it helps everyone along the way if you're being more, um, you know, open and honest about those thoughts and supportiveness and like it helps people not feel like everything's just happening in a vacuum and like no one else is thinking about them. Yeah I mean that's one thing that I think is so uh, that like uh, several life experiences have taught me is that like geez sometimes you don't have the opportunity to tell somebody what you feel about them or what like great thing that they're doing or that you're impressed by you know like and and you know if i if i feel a certain way or or if i like recognize that i need to say it because there are so many chances that i've had that i missed out on and i you know i regretted i i was remiss to not have (laughs) mentioned it and later i was like why didn't i just say you know because now I don't have that opportunity because they passed sure. away or they, you know, whatever. Moved on in yeah. whatever way. Sure. Right. So, or gave up on something that they were really great at. And I was like, what if I had just like, had said something? Said, yeah. Yeah. Well, it shows. And I appreciate oh. that. Right. Well, thank you for letting me share some time with you this morning. This was fun. Thank you for coming back. Uh, oh, I'll come back over, over and over. I'll bring up <laughs> new topics. I'll just keep losing it. <laughs> Uh, I would come under an alias and I'll just do an accent the whole time. Hey? Okay. Oh, okay. Canadian? Uh, (laughs) Or British? Or I don't know what you want to do, but I'll talk about cell phone use or whatever. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, keep it in mind. Before I set you off, uh, how do you feel like this love of and interest in group dynamics has influenced you as a creative and your day-to-day life in general um i would say recognizing that i am that that i am uh i'm not alone right so Mm. like my like i like you had mentioned i like i don't work in a vacuum and my uh like what i bring to a room can change the room so like that that's like recognizing how how quickly groups can recognize each other in those moments and and that I am then a part of that as a facilitator uh, to create kind of like the tone of what the experience could be sure good or bad or ugly right so um, so not recognizing the power in that makes like makes me want to create work that change like, is is really powerful for the audience to take away cool and to as like an individual like recognizing how and and this is like different than cheerleading it's uh you know like this idea of like cheerleading other people thing it's like i'm i'm uh i'm uh, running with you <laughs> you know sure or as opposed to like a pace setter or something yeah like that. yeah 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 I, I don't know if i'm being clear it's just no like that makes sense to me as opposed to you're not necessarily standing in front of and drawing things out of people it's more trying to facilitate them bringing that out of themselves yeah I exactly su- hopefully that yeah inspire <laughs> inspiring individuals to be able to light up so like whether that's in a classroom or 
in an, in an audience, uh, you know, of a show of mine or something right. to to like recognizing their own power, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's really sweet. That's a super noble, uh, you know. Goal. <laughs> I'm not trying to be yeah. noble. I'm I know you're trying, not. I know I'm you're trying. not. That's me telling <laughs> you. I'm taking the opportunity <laughs> to tell you that I think that's a really noble thing of you to do, whether or not you see it like that or not. Uh, obviously it's just something that is the most, you know, rewarding and, uh, the most interesting way that you know how to interface with, you know, creative groups and projects and things like that. Uh, and it sounds like he just wrapped a show that, that did just that. Yeah. And I hope to do many more of them. Awesome. And now that this is recorded, I have to live on I know. I was going to, well, uh, we'll see. Unless you edit out this last one. <laughs> it's staying in. All Everyone's going to know. Everyone who hears it is going to hold you accountable. Where is that next, uh, you know, audience participation yeah. heavy show that you're going to help everybody feel rewarded by? Yeah, that's my goal. I'll hold on to it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you do. And thanks for having me on. I love you and I mean that. I love you. (laughs) This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all, thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.